0: Hola.
1: Bienvenidos. I'm JJ Saldana.
0: And I'm Rebecca De Leon, And welcome to the Latino Card. We are recording in the Radio Boise Studios today. And we have music by Joy Horton, uh, production by Ash Miller. We're just, we're always like so put together. But today we also. We're so professional. Yeah. We're so, we're so <laughs> like on top of it today. And most days, all days. So. Sure. Today, we have a very special guest. Um, today, we are going to talk to Claudia Espinosa-Ramos, and she is here from the Mexican Consulate. So, hi, Claudia. How are
1: you? Thank you so much for being here. I know you're super busy.
2: <laughs> thank you so much, Rebecca. Thank you so much, Juan, for having me here and for the invitation. I'm so glad to, to share this uh, podcast with you.
0: Oh, thank you. Thank you for being here. We're super excited. We actually want to Um, Talk to you a little bit about you, about the consulate, about what the consulate does. Um, A lot of people here don't know, even like Mexican people who are living here don't really know a lot about the consulate. They know that they can get a matrica consular from the consulate, but they don't know everything that the consulate
1: does. You guys have a lot of services that you guys provide here in Idaho. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So we want to get into that. But before we go into that, um, tell us a little bit about yourself. Where are you from? How long have you been here? Okay. Um, I'm from
2: uh, Mexico City. I'm born in Mexico City, and then I studied there in the University uh, Autonomous of Mexico, uh, international relations. Um, Then I uh, moved to uh, another state for work. I worked in customs, and then um, I realized that I want to, to work for the... Mexican community community abroad. So I um, stay here in the United States for um, almost 11 years. Oh, wow. Wow. Here in Idaho, just uh, four years. In November, it's going to be four years uh, that I moved here. Uh, Before that, I used to live in uh, Atlanta. Oh, oh, wow. That's a big difference. Yeah. (laughs) In Atlanta, Georgia. I work over there in the Mexican consulate, too. But as a local employee, and then I I decide to move again uh, to Minnesota, to Saint Paul, Minnesota, and mm-hmm. also I worked uh, for the consulate of Mexico over there uh, for years as an um, local employee. How
1: long were you in Minnesota? Because it's really cold up there.
0: <laughs> yeah, it, is, it was really really cold. Um, four years over oh, there. Oh wow. Mm-hmm. Well I actually um my work is based in Minnesota and so you actually might know a lot of my colleagues there. Um Saint Paul, Minnesota. It's my I work for Casa de Esperanza.
2: Casa Esperanza. Andale. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm part of yeah. their
0: national team. You mm-hmm. probably are very familiar. Um they work a lot with the Mexican consulate yeah, sure. there. That's crazy. So we learned something new today. So you came to Idaho. Um why why Idaho?
2: Oh that's a, that's a good um, question. <laughs> When I was in Minnesota, I uh, made an exam to be part of the foreign services, foreign service, and um, I passed the exam. And then I have to move to Mexico and uh, study one year in the college of like diplomatic mm-hmm. studies. Mm-hmm. And then um, uh, we are like fifty people, and. Um, it's like a random that uh, they choose the place that you are going to oh, to live. Interesting. And, and they just say you're, you're going, going to, to Boise, Idaho. And I'm like, oh my god! Where is Boise, Idaho? <laughs>
1: what did you think when they told you you're going to Idaho? Uh,
2: actually, did you, did you know anything about Idaho? Yeah, because one of my friends um, was living here oh, okay. in the past. so oh, no, nice. I know about it. But uh, Idaho surprised me. A lot. I I love to to stay here. I love to be here,
0: and I don't want to move again. <laughs> you have a very
1: beautiful state.
0: Yeah. Wow. That's wonderful. I didn't realize. I mean, I hear a lot of people who move to Idaho. They they say a lot of the same thing. It's really nice here. There's a lot to do here. They don't want to leave. Yeah. But are you? Do you get assignments? Like, do you have to leave? Kind of when they tell you?
2: Yeah. Right now, this is my first assignment as a consul uh, here in the in the consulate, and we are like. Uh, each uh, four or six years, we have to move to another state or maybe another country. Oh wow! So I'm here for years, maybe two years more. I have to move. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's to well, We don't want to lose you. No, I don't want yeah. to move. Aww. So I get Cause, married cause here because our community
1: as a whole really likes you. So we don't want you to go. No, thank you.
2: And I, I'm, I feel really, really happy
0: here. That's wonderful. Mm-hmm. Well, and thank you for your for the work that you've been doing for the past four years. Um, and so, what is your official position or your title at the Mexican consulate?
2: I'm consul in charge of the uh, protection, consular services, and community affairs oh, department. Wow. So I have three uh, departments in my charge. Uh-huh. Oh wow! Um yeah, we we That's have a, lot, a lot, lot of jobs to do here. <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's a lot. Like, so you're busy all the time.
2: Yeah, we are. We are a small team, uh, but uh, all the, the team are very very. Are working and they love that we we are doing. We we love that we are
0: doing. So yeah, but we have. Uh, but in the the entire like Mexican consulate here in Boise, there there are several people. No, or is it still a small team? Uh,
2: here in the consulate, uh-huh. we are like twelve people. So it is a small well, team because you cover the entire yeah and you know
1: state that we. Well, have, you cover more than just one state.
2: Yeah, the we have the largest. Um, consular network in the world. So Mexico has a lot of uh, consular offices. Here in the United States, we have 50 50 consulates. So it's the biggest in the world. And um, we cover uh, 37 counties in Idaho, 33 in Montana, four in Oregon, and one in Nevada. So approximately two... Hundred and fifty thousand Mexicans live in the area.
1: Oh my gosh. I didn't yeah. know it was that many. I wow. didn't
0: either. That's such a huge area and a lot of people to cover for yeah. twelve people. <laughs> and for you guys to do everything that you do, that is crazy.
1: They are everywhere.
0: Wow, that's incredible. And so um so I, I want to ask a little bit more about the, the Mexican consulate, how it is structured. So there at the at the top there's the consul. Um how do you say consul in English? Consul. consul. council. Mm-hmm. Okay, so there's the council, the actual like one person up at the top, mm-hmm. and he's the the primary representative yeah. of the consulate. And then there there are several people who work on a lot of things and mm-hmm. who um, help the consul, the council, C- consul, <laughs> consul. I'm just gonna call him consul. Yeah, mm-hmm. the the consul. And so, does the consul himself also? Uh, does he have the same like four to six years? Yes. And Mm -hmm. he's also, they're they're appointed, and... Mm -hmm. Where do all of these kind of, like, orders come from? Do they come from... From the um, government of Mexico, the Secretary of uh, Foreign Affairs. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. Okay, so then they get to pick who represents the consul Mm -hmm. in whichever area. Yeah. Okay, so I think... um,
1: We've had three here in Idaho.
0: Yeah, in the past, it was... Um, you probably remember better. I remember than I, their you faces. Say.
1: I can't remember their names.
2: The,
0: Consul Pineda. The Pineda. The first one. I don't remember his first name. I want to say Ricardo, yeah, but it, no. that doesn't sound right. It is. is Ricardo
1: it? Pineda. And then ugh, the only thing I remember about the second one, he had his name. Celso he spoke Delgado. French too. I just remember he was telling me that he was trilingual. Uh, I just don't
0: uh, Guillermo Dorica? Yes. <gasps> yes, that's the guy. And I do remember him too. And then it was Celso. Danado. Yeah, the Consul Celso.
1: And I think I got to know Celso probably the most out of all of them. Yeah. Um, cause I think he was here probably the longest, right? Yeah. Three
2: um,
1: years. I think because the, the first guy was here and he was great because it was the first and everybody was so excited. And the second one, he was here for about two years, I think.
2: Yeah, two years. And um, and then but we've been to... very
1: fortunate to be able to work with all of them. So, and it's been a great partnership with that organization. Well,
2: yeah.
1: their government organization. Yeah.
2: yeah. And uh, actually, our consulate is a young consulate. So um, mm-hmm. the the consulate was found in 2008, yes. wow. and before that, the Mexican nationals have uh, had to travel to Salt Lake City. So mm-hmm. yeah, really I hard. remember
1: um, wow. mm-hmm. when the consulate would come to Idaho, and I would always get so nervous because they speak perfect Spanish, and I and my I would just get nervous with my Spanish talking to them because <laughs> one they spoke really fast, and I'm like uh huh uh uh-huh. <laughs> didn't know like, yeah. and so it's just we americans now, and, are really bad at spanish but I'm with the consulate here in. i've been very more comfortable because i know that i can say how do you say this in spanish and, <laughs> and they're like this is how you say it the last um consul salsa delgado he left
0: when was it december yeah of lat of 2018. 2018 and so we are scheduled to get a new consul very soon is that right okay And so in the meantime, you are just working hard in your programs. Um, So for your specific programs, Claudia, what what do you do? Um, I'm
2: in charge of the three departments uh, uh, in the consulate, the consular service departments, uh, the protection affairs, and the um, community affairs. So, Mm -hmm. the consular services, um, the main role is to provide uh, Mexican documents to nationals and foreigners. Mm -hmm. Uh, For example, the passport Mm
0: -hmm.
2: and the consular ID card or matricula consular. We know that matricula consular. Yes. And the consular, um, no, sorry, and the voting ID card, la tarjeta credencial del elector.
1: So, they can, if they're here, they can still vote in Mexican Mm -hmm. elections with that? Oh, I did not know that
2: and well the matricula consular or the consular id card is a form of identification for the mexican nationals abroad and this uh, identification helps people uh, to um, have a lot of services for example uh, rent an apartment uh, if they want to change a check Check pay, cash check. Uh, check. So um, most of the people uh, here that are not documented, so it's um, very difficult for them to have a
1: See, I've heard the word people Lisa say the word license. matricula a lot, and I just thought it was an ID card, but I didn't know exactly what, what kind of an ID and how it helped them.
2: Mm-hmm. So um, we are really close, we, we work really close with the uh, authorities here, uh, the police department, and they uh, know our matricula consular. Mm-hmm. So it's a form of identification for the people. Right. Can people
0: use it to open a bank account? Yes. Oh, that's good to know. Yeah, that is good to know. And it, I think that a, a lot of the... Um, the feelings about people who are here and they're undocumented, the feelings about people who, you know, were born here and have been raised here, they're they are worried because they are often asked, like, well, is this person really who they say they are? And that is one thing that the Matriga Consular mm-hmm. does because it is an official, like, government-issued document saying that this is who this person is. Yes. And they, you know, I don't know anybody who's undocumented who doesn't have the matricula consular, and they always have to go to the consulate for that.
1: Well, and I was talking, and this has been years ago with the Idaho Department of Transportation, and they were saying that you can actually use a matricula to register your vehicle. Um, you don't have to have an Idaho ID to do that. Oh, and interesting. So,
0: I didn't know that
1: either. Yeah, because the Idaho Transportation Department, they don't care about your status. They just want to mm-hmm. know what vehicle out there. Right. And so they'll allow any, like, any kind of foreign ID. Oh, that's good to know.
0: Yeah. So um what what are what do you do in the other department?
2: Oh, in the other departments, um well, uh, just for finish the consular services, oh, yes. we made uh, also power of attorneys, uh, dual citizenship for the um the sons and daughters of Mexi- Mexican nationals who l- born here mm-hmm. and they um want to be Mexican too. And uh, uh, also, visas, visas for the American people who live here. Uh, a lot of Americans want to live over there in Mexico, retire. <laughs> All the beaches. Yeah. <laughs> yes, so that's we, true. Uh, they can go to the consulate and ask for a visa of a permanent or temporary resident. Wow. And, well, we have the Protection Affairs Department. The main role of this department is to oversee for the interest and safety of Mexican nationals in the circ- circumscription. We provide Assistance and orientation in different matters like civil, labor, immigration, criminal, human rights, and um, administrative.
0: Wow! Yeah.
1: So I'm also so I noticed that um, you guys at the consulate also when people are waiting, you guys offer workshops or yeah. um, trainings throughout the day, and it's different ones at right mm-hmm. like. Every, Every day it's a different topic, is
2: yeah. that right? Yeah, for example, uh, once a month we have OSHA and the Labor Department giving uh, workshops for the people that are waiting for the documents. Mm-hmm. So um, it's the second Monday of the month, mm-hmm. and if they don't want to go to the Labor Department or to OSHA because maybe they are afraid, afraid mm-hmm. of mm-hmm. you know, uh, they can go to the consulate and and there it's going to be the... the personnel of the of the Labor Department. Mm-hmm. Also, we have workshops with uh, lawyers, uh, immigration attorneys. Um, we try to 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 have a lot of uh, resources for the people. Yeah,
1: the that is already because you guys do and something time. with education sometimes as well. There, yeah, and um, I know that Cuídate has been there doing stuff um, before, and that's. Um, an HIV prevention uh-huh. um, program that they have there. So you guys do a lot of, um, you guys have a lot of resources for people there. And so...
2: Mm-hmm. And that's part of the other department, the community affairs department that is the, I think that is uh, the kindly and... The, the more s- fun. The, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, because the protection department is hard. It's hard because yeah. you ha- we have to visit the prisons. We have to uh, go to court, so. It, sometimes mm-hmm. it's hard to to stay in in the, in the protection. Well, and I department. think it'd
1: be hard to visit prisoners. And I mean, it's not an easy right. task. Yeah,
2: mm-hmm. yeah. But in the uh, community affairs department, we have this uh, health window, the education window, and the financial window. So we try to um, let the people know about all the resources that that they can uh, get from the consulate. Uh, for example, the uh, health window, we have uh, a partnership with St. Luke's. So, Monday mm-hmm. and Friday, St. Luke's uh, have a, a window <laughs> <laughs> in the consulate and provide um, medical exams <laughs> like uh, cholesterol, blood mm-hmm. pressure, and sometimes we have another clinics like FMRI or uh, Terry Riley, and they also provide HIV a lot wow. of uh, so you guys do a
0: lot mm-hmm. there. Yeah, and that, that's really needed for um, the Mexicans and the Mexican Americans
1: in our community. It's well, very but smart to have all that there because you have that audience yeah. already there.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so my question is, um, you know, for it seems like you're doing those things like in hospitals and stuff where they they have those kinds of clinics, the primary care clinics. Um, so why would they need to partner with you so to do these things for the community?
2: We are really open to another uh, partnership, so we are always uh, looking for uh, more help for the community. So if someone wants to be part of this amazing program, just have to knock the door on the consulate <laughs> and call us, and we are be very happy to, to have a, a, a partnership with them.
0: So if they wanted to provide these kinds of services... Um, and and they know that Mexican people here need those services, but they're not getting them. Mm-hmm. Then they would go to the consulate, and the consulate would help put on these you know these events or these services, and that's what gets Mexican people interested, and mm-hmm. that's what brings them there because they can trust
1: you. The Mexican yeah. people can trust mm-hmm. the consulate.
2: Yeah, we are we are a door for all the services that.
1: That's fantastic that you do that because. You know, you don't have to do it, so I think it's great that you do do it because having that captured audience there, and a lot of people probably don't want to go see a doctor or whatever, but if they're going to the Mexican consulate, they're like, well, I'll just go t- talk to this Ventanilla de Salud, is that right? Mm-hmm. And then maybe get the information that they needed because they weren't going to go to the doctor on, on yeah. their
2: own. and most of the people don't have insurance. Mm-hmm. so
1: That's another big plus. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's
0: a that's really hard to deal with here, not having insurance.
1: So another thing that I know that you guys do a lot as you travel, you said that you have all these um, different states, and so you do um, mobile um, Mm -hmm. things, and I've seen this firsthand because I've um, had the opportunity to travel to, I think, Burley and to Blackfoot with you guys before, and it's amazing to me, your staff, how you guys carry everything because they have all these computers and machines and registers, (laughs) and it's like, wow, how do they carry everything? It's like, it's... I mean, I just get there and they've already set up. So I'm like, they've already unloaded everything and then having to load everything back up. And yeah. you guys are in and out, but you guys capture quite a bit. Like when you go to these things, there's like a line like out the door waiting for them because wow, everybody has great. questions and needs some kind of service or resource.
0: So what what are those mobile? What What kind of resources do you guys pack up and move around with?
2: Yeah, uh, as I said at the beginning, we have a long, uh, a big uh, circumscription. Mm-hmm. So we have to travel and provide the services in Montana, for example, mm. in uh, Oregon. So because we know that it's hard for the people to come to the consulate. Right. So some of them, they don't have a driver's license. Mm. Uh, they have to work. Uh, right. So we have a program. This program is called Consulados Mobiles, mobi- um, Mobile, mobile Consulate. Uh-huh. And that's.
1: Uh, and you go to them. So yeah. So you basically take your whole office to yeah. them. Yeah. That
0: <laughs> is crazy. I don't think there's any other organization that does that.
1: <laughs> yes. That's probably why they're all so fit over there at the consulate. Everybody's <laughs> in really good shape because they're unloading and <laughs>
2: loading everything. Yeah, we travel <laughs> once a month. And we start in March, and then the last one is in November, because the weather, we, yeah. we don't sense. travel in the snow. Yeah. So uh, we start um, in March, and it's uh, in Burley, Blackfoot, Haley, uh, Elko, Nevada, Bosman, Montana.
1: My hometown, Elko. <laughs>
2: uh-huh.
0: <laughs> really? Oh, I didn't Yeah, know that. he's from Elko. <laughs> um, Bosman, Montana. Yeah, we repeat
2: Burley. And Blackfoot uh yes and Burley and blackfoot uh, we are we made twice because there are a lot of Mexicans over there, so that's
1: true like okay. and those are the two that I've been to, and it's just like a ton of people every time
2: yeah yeah what a and 100%. we have uh two hundred to three hundred appointments on the weekend uh we travel on Friday, we set up all the uh, all the stuff, all the computers. We travel like twelve eleven people ten ten people uh for the team and and I'm always in the mobile consulate i'm in charge of the co- mobile consulate yeah. and we start on Saturday, eight p m to two p m and then sometimes uh we made uh we do on uh sundays too for example uh haley blackfoot uh we um, and yeah, provide two sense days. that you do it mm-hmm. on a
1: weekend because that's when most people are available to come see you.
2: Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Wow. I mean, that's wonderful.
2: Yeah, and the services that we provide there is uh, matricula consular, the passports, mm-hmm. uh, credenciales para votar, mm-hmm. ID vote, and um, birth certificates. Mm-hmm. Uh, we don't have another kind of... Uh, for example, the powers of attorney or the double c- double citizenship, we only provide in the Boise. in, the co- in Boise, mm-hmm. yes, because it's um, how does that work? The yeah. double
1: citizenship. I know that I've had cousins that have become dual citizens, and now they're wanting their kids to become dual citizens. Is that mm-hmm. possible for them then to have because they're they're American? But then they became a dual citizen because their parents were mm-hmm. um but can now their kids become dual yeah. citizens?
2: Yeah. Oh because uh-huh. they
1: were asking me and I'm like, I don't know. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, at this point, uh, the citizens the Mexican citizenship is uh, not um the limit, for mm-hmm. example. Mm-hmm. Uh if one of your parents is Mexican, you can uh, have the Mexican nationality.
1: But what if like so my mom and dad are Mexican, I became a dual citizen, can then my kid become a dual citizen? Yes.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: That's great. And then
2: you're... uh, Because
1: you could become more than dual, right? You can be like a Mm -hmm. multi-citizen. I think I was talking with Christian from your office, and he's like, oh, no, you can get multiple citizenships at the same time. (laughs)
0: Wow. (laughs) I I heard that that was difficult to do. It sounds
2: like it's easy to (laughs) do. It's really easy. It's easy, it's free, and in one day you have... Your birth certificate and your passport. and... Yeah, a
1: lot of my cousins have become dual mm-hmm. citizens.
2: Oh yeah. wow! Uh, you only have to pro- to show the birth certificate of the of your parents, uh, your birth certificate, uh, ID, and a marriage certificate. I think American certificate. Yes, because we have we have to to see the 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 day of birth. So yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah, but it's really really
1: Yeah, it was really fast, fast when I went to see my cousin do it at the consulate. Oh,
0: wow. Yeah.
1: Well, that's exciting.
0: And so, you know, when you're doing all of these kinds of travels, um do you ever run into communities um because a lot of the communities that you mentioned were, you know, the the Mexican or the Latino population was very small and most people are, you know, Idaho for you know seven generations behind, and they want Idaho to look a certain way um and so do, when you go to these kinds of cities where the Mexican population is strong but a small percent, do you f- feel like um do you feel like the people who are not Mexican there sort of resent you mm. being there
2: not uh I didn't feel that here in Idaho. No. It's uh, good to know. That yeah. is good. Uh, I always feel like safe and uh, people that um, maybe they say, like, hey, who are you? Because we travel <laughs> in three um, trucks. And it's, it's funny because there are three trucks, big trucks, because we have to all put all the stuff and 11 of us... So And we always are uh, together. So our our plates say consul. And oh. this, uh, for the people, sometimes we like, who are you? <laughs>
0: <laughs> who are you? Yeah. What are you doing yeah. here? <laughs> that,
1: so, I think that's like you, guys, you guys are a really hardworking group there, because I know that we also take advantage of having a consulate here. And so when we host town hall meetings, we always invite the Mexican consulate to come out and have a booth there so they can also... I'm um, kind of just give people information about what they do there. So like you guys are constantly always doing stuff. You guys aren't, there's no rest for you guys.
2: No, there is no rest. <laughs> <laughs> and, but we like it. We love, uh, our, our job. And that's, that's what I, that's, that's what we know and we want to do. So, um, most of all the people in the consulate, um, that are really engaged and uh, passionate about the uh, help our community. Mm-hmm.
0: So. Oh, mm-hmm. that I think that's wonderful. Um, you know, and I know that in addition to everything that you just mentioned, you know, the, the legal documents, um, the informational booths, you know, like at St. Luke's, Terry Riley, um, you, I think everybody in the consulate, but I think with uh, Celsa Delgado, our last Mexican consulate, he was also very involved in community events. He was always there. He was such a wonderful speaker. The way he spoke Spanish it like I wanted him to read me stories so that I could go to sleep every night. <laughs> yeah. they were so great the way that he was very like it was like poetry every time that he would. He would talk, yeah. um, but he was at like every community event.
1: Well, Claudia's everything at everything now, because <laughs> how many um, Hispanic Heritage Months were you at this in the last couple of weeks?
2: Ah, I think maybe uh, like seven,
1: yeah. eight. Because I remember wow. seeing pictures and it's always Claudia there getting ready to <laughs> do. Uh, you did the Grito for several of them, right?
2: Yeah, um, three, three so. times ah, this year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So
1: for
0: anybody who's listening who doesn't know the Grito, it's like the official yell of Mexicans I don't know if that's what you would call it but I mean it's a little bit different for everybody but the idea is that it comes from like your soul or like your gut and so um, so you can do a good grito then
2: yeah now my co-workers tell me that I'm la gritona la gritona (laughs)
1: gritona. that's what I'm going to call you from now on until I see you (laughs) la gritona
0: (laughs) (laughs) well that's really wonderful so how do you find time to sleep. provide all of these services, <laughs> sleep, and then attend all the events, gritando por todos lados? How do you do all uh, of that? I, I don't know.
2: I don't know. And actually, I just um, get married five months ago.
1: Oh, so no, you're newlywed and you're <laughs> I don't doing know all me. of this. So she does all can... of this and plans a wedding. <laughs> wow. Ah. See, she just doesn't sleep, I don't think. <laughs>
2: Yeah, how do you do all of that? Well, we have... She has a team. A, yeah, it's a team and the pay, pay passion that we put in the mm-hmm. in our jobs, and that's all. Mm-hmm.
0: That's wonderful. Well, thank you for the work that you do, and congratulations on just getting married.
1: Oh, really so I, I was telling Rebecca about the first time I met you. We hadn't officially met each other, mm-hmm. and I just saw this... Um, woman yelling tequila tequila and I was like is she drunk but she was chasing her dog and do you oh, still have your dog, my tequila? dog. no it's quila oh I thought you were yelling tequila so I was, <laughs> oh. <laughs> is she drunk what she and then I was like oh she's chasing a dog <laughs> no that's funny because
2: because uh, some people uh, think that um, the name of my dog is tequila because, no it's quila actually oh. it's quilla is quechua okay and, mean, oh. and means moon oh that's beautiful yeah but if you put Kija, yeah, all the people here say keyla mm. uh-huh. so that's true mm-hmm.
1: and so i heard you screaming at it was at a soccer game with the boise police department yeah. and that's another program that you guys do yeah. every year that's been really fantastic is you partner up with the boise pd and they do a community soccer game and it's always to bring awareness um i think it's domestic violence anti- to to bring up mm-hmm. um awareness about domestic violence and you know why you shouldn't be yeah, Doing it, domestic violence stuff.
2: <laughs> yeah, we made each year. It, this uh, was the um, fifth, the fifth uh, match that we mm-hmm. made uh, with the police department. Wow! And in the in the beginning was uh, for the um, un goal contra la violencia doméstica, mm-hmm. a goal against uh, uh, awesome. domestic violence. Mm-hmm. But uh, now we uh, it's a goal for the community. So, not only the domestic violence. We can, we want to. And this to year, for the first time, Meridian mm-hmm. Police was
1: involved mm-hmm. in, right? Mm-hmm. And yeah. so, cause I believe the first year was in Nampa, with Nampa Police, the first year that I went to it. And then, um, it moved over to Boise, and that's again where I met you and your dog. <laughs> <laughs> with my dog. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, but it's just such a great thing that you guys do, cause you guys are also really involved in, um, several events throughout the year. You guys, um, yeah. are involved with the Mexican Chocolate and Coffee Fair.
2: Yeah, the Mexican church. and you guys American are always movie.
1: involved with Dia de los Muertos, mm-hmm. um, Latino Fest, Latino Fest, and so mm-hmm. you guys, and then you guys are just everywhere supporting other Latino organizations as well. Besides the work that you guys are doing, so that's fantastic that you guys have created so many partnerships with so many people.
2: That's true. Yeah, the the thing is that we we can uh, do everything, so we have to um, to construct this. Uh, Redes, mm-hmm. uh, this network. network, and just uh, stay uh, together for the community. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. And sometimes I think you guys are the glue in a lot of different um, events. It's like, okay, the Mexican consulate's there, so people trust the Mexican consulate, it, so more people will be willing to attend mm-hmm. or be a part of it.
0: That's true. That's true. Nobody ever like dislikes, at least in... Our, our, our community,
1: nobody dislikes the
0: consulate. They're always so excited to see the oh, consulate attendance. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: Well you got because you guys do a lot of work and like, like and I, it's not just the work that you just described, but you guys do a lot of work by going to the um joining forces for other events like the Hispanic Heritage Month is not part mm-hmm. of your thing that you you're supposed but you guys go and support all these other communities across the state to do that. You guys like I said, all these other events you um and then you guys Go like to our town hall meetings, and so this is not even part of your charge. You're just doing that to be a good partner.
2: Yeah, we we try to to be part of a lot of uh, uh, organization, a lot of events. For example, we this this year 2019 we start to work with the Red Cross. Mm-hmm. So uh-huh. we are so proud to have. Um, maybe in a couple of weeks we have an MOU with them. Oh, okay. I hope so. Yeah, uh, yeah, because. Um, They have a lot of resources, a lot of services, but uh, the Mexican people or uh, Hispanic people uh, don't know about it. That's true.
0: And um, when I was also doing a lot of work in blood drives in the community and stuff, um, I was told that Hispanic people and, and Mexican people actually literally do have slightly different blood. There's a marker in Mexican blood um, that only exists in that in these kinds of people. Yes, it's yeah it's true story. Yeah, there's a marker. Um, I actually, when I was doing my work with Be the Match, which is one, they they test your blood to see if you are potentially a donor for somebody who like needs a new kidney, and they match you. And so they said they absolutely need more Hispanic people, more Mexicans, to sign up to donate blood to donate organs wow. because we really do have a different blood and and so if it's very rare for um you know like a a white american person to be matched with a mexican person because literally there are different markers in the blood oh. and so um when a mexican person needs um you know an organ of an mm-hmm. important organ um they they typically need a mexican donor And so it is very important for Mexicans also to donate blood.
1: See, I did not know a lot of that.
0: No, I didn't either (laughs) until I started working with Be The Match. And I was really astonished because we always like to say, right, we're we're all the same. If you prick me, do I not bleed red blood? (laughs) It's like, well, yeah, but I
1: guess my blood is slightly different than yours. (laughs) So is everybody at the Mexican consulate bilingual, all the staff there?
2: Yeah, we try to be bilingual. Sometimes it's hard. Uh, it's not your native uh, la- language. Yeah, I'm the but same,
1: but the opposite. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> like, but I do, try, like, sometimes, and, like, um, speaking in, my, in Spanish, I'm like, I always think, oh, I'm so good at it. And then it's always, when I meet somebody from the Mexican. I'm like, oh, maybe I'm not that good at it. Yeah, <laughs> it's
0: true. So I think we want to um, go ahead and wrap up this episode. But before we do, um, I have two more questions for you, Claudia. One of them is if you want anybody who is listening to this to know one thing, to be able to walk away with one thing, because you listed like 172 things that the consulate does. So if you want them to know one thing about the consulate and the Mexican consulate, um, what would be that thing? Uh,
2: so that we are uh, open and they can reach reach us... Um, if they have any question, any question, maybe uh, we don't have the answer, but we try to find, and we're trying to find the organization, the institution. So that's part of, of our job. Not have all the answers, but uh, have
0: the, the network okay. for help people. That is wonderful. And you have one more question? Yeah. And my, my other question is, actually, if they want to get a hold of you, how do they do that? If they want to, if they want to reach out to the Mexican consulate, how can they do that? Okay, um,
2: uh, I'm gonna give some two um, phone numbers. Okay. Very important. We have an emergency number oh. that is op- uh, it's open uh, 24 hours, and it's
1: just for emergencies, and
2: it's just for emergencies. <laughs> so we have to state and that. <laughs> what, what kind of emergency? Emergency, like if someone is detained, that oh. um, oh. someone is missing or oh. someone uh, pass away, because we help in uh, all uh, these uh, cases. Okay. So oh, it's wow.
1: 208-919-1857. And that's for nine emergencies.
2: Yeah. And the phone number of the consulate is 208-343-6228. And this is the um, conmutador. Okay, the community the, number. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm.
0: Okay, and then, and where is your office located? If they want to go in person, uh, we are
2: located uh, here in Boise. Uh, it's near to downtown. It's seven oh one Morrison Knudsen Drive in Boise, Idaho. Uh, we are open eight to five. So uh, for some of the uh, documents, you you need an appointment. For example, uh, matricula, pasaporte, I, uh, consular ID. Uh, but if you have questions, you just walk, walk in.
0: That's great. They do
1: have really great customer service. As soon as you walk in, somebody greets you with a smile and tells you where you need to be.
0: Oh, well, all right. JJ said. So if it doesn't happen,
1: <laughs> yeah, get mad at JJ.
0: <laughs> okay, well, um, Claudia, I really want to thank you for coming I want to thank you for the work that you do on behalf of the Mexican consulate in the
1: community. Um, this has been a really great conversation. Thank you so much. Yeah, you do so much. Thank you so much for carving time out to see us. I know based on what you've told us, you have very little time. So I'm yeah. so <laughs> glad you're able to make some time to come visit yeah, that's with us.
2: Great. Thank you so much.
1: And congratulations on your wedding.
2: Oh, thank yeah. you. <laughs> thank you. And I feel uh, really uh, happy to be here. Thanks. Oh, I'm glad.
0: And thank you uh, to our listeners for listening to another episode of The Latino Card. If you want to follow us, you can follow us on Twitter at The Latino Card and um JJ myself and Ash are also very active on Twitter if you want to follow us individually. Um we're always open to any kind of feedback, questions, Um, comments about anything, you can reach us on Twitter, slide into our DMs. We also have a Facebook account now, Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, the Latino (laughs) Card. And then we also have an email address if you want to be any kind of um, anonymous. You can do that too. We're our Idaho at gmail.com. And we will see you all in the next episode. Thank you for listening. Hasta luego. Bye.